0: Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. (laughs) Football is a game of passion. Bollocks! Villa have scored. And that... Is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life.
1: It's time to turn the volume down.
2: Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an, an absolute howler, that doesn't count either.
0: The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. <laughs> He's a fraud. Oh, Sedan's a fraud.
2: Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what we i like to see. That is just stat padding.
0: Individual sport
1: masquerading as a team game.
2: Look at his Instagram. He's the ultimate beta male.
1: BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. It just doesn't get any better
0: than that. Hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights this week on the show. Fresh off using the European Super League fiasco to increase their followers on TikTok, Wolves are put to the sword by a Sean Deitch Masterclass. We hand over the big boy hat to Bailey this week after Chelsea move into a top four with a 1 0 win over West Ham. Does anybody know the handball rule these days? How long will Christopher's rant about the Balbuena red card last? And do we reckon Jose Mourinho has stopped laughing yet after Spurs losing the final of the Man City Cup to, of course, Man City? My name's Darren Scott, and I'm here with Bailey Hutchinson, and Christopher England boys. This time next month the season will be over.
2: (sighs) It's probably a good thing isn't it? (laughs) I think after this weekend what we've seen for most of it, yeah it's probably for the best.
0: Yeah it was a real sort of just not a lot of content this week. A lot of nil nils. A lot of one nils. Not many talking points. A lot of teams just with nothing to play for. We'll probably get into that whenever we talk about Wolves. Um, But really the only place to start is uh, a match where there was plenty to play for. Uh, this was the, the big clash between Chelsea and West Ham, the battle for fourth. Um, obviously went the way of Chelsea, uh, winning by one goal, to nil. Chelsea with an expected goal of 2.34 to West Ham's brutal, not 0.41. Uh, I do not
1: recognise that as a legitimate source of statistics.
0: Well, uh, I mean, Timo Werner did a goal, almost did two, but that would have been too much. Thoughts on that game? I-
1: you yeah, have to say favorite point of the game was probably Timo Werner's um, hilarious like t- sarcasm in a new language uh, in the interview when he was like, "Oh well, you I forgot too. It would have been a bit too much." <laughs> Joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I thought that was good well. value. Ah, um, oh, th- things things got a bit nasty. Things got a bit things got a bit heated um, in the old West Ham Chelsea. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's, what happened. Um, well, D- Darren was just a spectator yeah, as, so, as things descended
0: so into chaos. For context, um, to anyone who's listening, there is a group chat that the three of us are in, mainly for podcast and football related conversations. Um, this group chat turned into a war of words. Um <laughs> You know, some assault, uh, insulting words being thrown from from both sides of my co-hosts. It all got a little bit nasty, um, so it did. And I kind of had to step in at one point and just say, "Listen, we're all friends here. Let's put an end to this. It's just football. You're two emotional guys. That's okay, but we're all friends here, and and I need the two of you to make up." <laughs> it was it was it was unpleasant to watch.
2: You be, I don't that's really know what sparked it. Uh, I think you chirping my club.
0: Listen, sorry. Can I can I start can I just interject with let's not assign blame on this podcast. Let's not get into this sort of pointing the finger at each other sort of business. Let let's just have a conversation about the football match.
2: I'm more than happy if Chris wants to take it away and let us all know what he thought about what had happened during this game. We're West Ham created. <laughs>
1: Listen, well, listen. I I am not going to complain about um, losing to Chelsea. To be in the position we're in, I mean, we're laughing. Like we're West Ham. Like we're we're a joke most seasons, you know. To be in this position and to be the main rival, basically, with Chelsea for force is uh, is pretty remarkable. Um, Billy didn't take kindly to that in particular, but we'll we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> um,
2: this is going to get I, so better. I can't, wait. I can't wait like i already know where i'm going with this argument like just lead me to it and let me say what i want to say <laughs> uh
1: d- look i d- i didn't think we were gonna win because we, d- we didn't have cresswell rice and antonio i mean that's our spine that that is the spine yeah. of our team yeah you don't like, like to mention that <laughs> <laughs> and uh but i thought jared bowen did really well in particular um, i thought balbuena actually coming and did really well defensively um you know, it was one nil for most of the, you know, for for the game and that kind of stuff. I didn't like the red card for, but for Fabian Balbuena, I thought, I thought it wasn't football. I have to say, um, and I think okay, okay. my big, I think I, what I was most, I think what actually set me off was the fact that Mason Mount spent about five minutes during the VAR giving Balbuena a lecture because he's obviously more enlightened in the ways of, of football than. Well, Balbuena is for, for for kicking the ball forward and his foot accidentally catching Ben Chilwell was deemed to be a straight red card. Mm,
2: absolutely.
0: Now if I can just jump in the Mason Mount comment that you've made there did provoke some of the back and forth in the group chat <laughs> argument. Now Christopher <laughs> I do have to say and again I'm trying to remain as impartial as possible here but it did seem like you know that was something that really that, that shouldn't have annoyed anyone um, and <laughs> You've cho- you've funny. chosen to be annoyed by that, which is fine, but you have to accept that that's your problem to deal with. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Just, just getting rattled out of nowhere by Mason Mount saying how much more enlightened he is. Mason Mount, he's about to go to his second FA Cup final in a row and is about to play a Champions League semi-final. Chris is talking to me about how enlightened he is about the game. Where's your lot been? Your lot will never get to that level. Mason Mount's done it in two seasons. Chirping like that. I... It was slightly provocative, but I did
1: gently point out that that compared to West Ham, Chelsea have had the slight advantage of twenty years of oil, unlimited oil money, and every good youth mm. player on the planet. So that you, that that's that's okay. Like, but, you yeah. know it's.
2: And I let you know last night that you and every other West Ham fan should be writing a letter to Roman Abramovich saying thank you for that youth academy because it produced your best player. Um.
1: Well, he well he also came through West Ham's youth academy is is the issue as well. But regardless, we we have quite a good youth academy. I, 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 I feel like I, we've I... gone down a rabbit
0: hole. The game is <laughs> Chelsea versus West Ham. I don't think anyone cares about you know the performance of both teams' youth academy and, and the origins of Declan Rice. Can we get into? <laughs> I'm going to steer this conversation. The Balbuena Red card. Christopher, you said you thought that that was not football. Bailey, your opinion on the Balbuena Red card?
2: I thought it was an orange card, to be honest. He, he slips into <sighs> him. Like we've seen it in recent times where like players go in for a tackle, miss, and then take the man after and get booked for it. This guy, and you can see it in like whenever he slows down, he does slip into him. Studs right into the calf a bit in Chilwell, leaving him in a heap. And I think at that point, I'm like, OK, that's a yellow. And then as soon as they go to the screen and they show it a million times and show this guy's studs going right in the Ben's calf, of course, they're going to send him off. They showed it too many times for him not to be sent off. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't surprising in the slightest bit.
0: I think as well, it probably didn't help West Ham that it was Chris Kavanagh. Um, perhaps you know a Mike Dean and Andre Mariner and Anthony Taylor maybe would have looked at it with a little bit more experience and said, mm, "I don't know, I'll stick with yellow." Where Chris Cavan is in this young crowd of him and could coming up, and they're just making mistake after, oh. mistake after mistake after mistake this year. So as soon as that was, I think as soon as he was sent to the screen, I I just don't see Chris Kavanaugh as having the character to overrule. Being mm. sent to the screen, if that makes sense, I think the decision was probably made screen, for him.
2: The screen was quite funny because they actually sped it up at times on the screen, which I thought made it look a lot worse. Mm. <laughs> Normally, like slow motion, it looks worse. These guys sped it up, which just made it look so vicious. I, I, I
1: just, yeah, like, I, I just don't know what he's supposed to do because I, he kicks the football and, and like you know, unless you, like literally like jump back in the way that Kufal did about a few minutes later, yeah. um, like yeah that, that that's going to happen. I think it frustrated me because we were like in the ascendancy at that stage and possibly could have pushed for an equalizer, and that's kind of you know sucked the life out of it you know, that um, and that kind of thing and Buabwena could have scored from a set piece or something but but uh, that's the way it goes that, um and and we're still we're still in with a chance and we're still look if we get Europa League, like that is fantastic. it's just frustrating because we may not get this opportunity for very long time to be in the Champions mm-hmm. League.
0: Uh, so. I take so, yeah. it, is there any, um, have West Ham stated any intention to try and appeal the red card to get the suspension overturned?
1: I I, I don't know, but uh, Craig Dawson will be back from his suspension for the next game, so it should be fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
2: But um, uh, th- but indeed. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. Baroness Brady will write another column in the sun complaining about it.
0: Something I did want to talk about from this game and it kind of weaves into a few other matches an overarching theme for this episode for me is um, obviously there was an incident, I think, in the first half where Aspilicueta blocked a goal-bound shot with his arm. Uh, his arm was deemed to be hmm. in, a, in a natural position. So as per the rules... Stonewall penalty. Well, as per the rules, this, it's, not, <laughs> it's actually not if you look at the rules this year or the laws. Um, natural position... <laughs> says that that's absolutely fine. There was another incident, I think, in the Manchester United game where uh, Luke Shaw, I think, one hit his arm in the box. And again, it was deemed to be a natural position and there's nothing he can do about it. Now, this is where the law frustrates me because if you then jump to the Liverpool game, Callum Wilson had a goal ruled out because it hit the ball hit his arm in the exact same position that Aspilicleta and Luke Shaw were in. So it seems to be if you're a defender... It's natural position. And if you're an attacker and it hits your arm at all, it's out. It's ruled out. So you can understand yeah. why people then are saying that is frustrating that you can't score a goal at all oh. by hitting your arm, but you can stop one with your arm, and that's okay if it's natural.
2: Mm. Like, yeah, that's no, inherently not, not fair. His arm was, like, so by his side. It couldn't have been more by his side. It was never going to be given this.
0: I get that, but then... But Do you but understand, do you understand the point I'm it? making about how... Yeah. Attackers aren't given the same luxury as defenders in that sense under the current laws. Any goal yeah. that has been scored, if the if it has hit an arm, it, and regardless of whether it's in a natural position or not, any goal this season where the ball has touched the arm of an attacker has been ruled out. So there is no believe, leniency for natural position in the attacking play. Yeah,
2: like the like, it'll look bad to the opposing fans just to say at any point hit an arm. I do know like. I get your point about consistency, but there's times whenever, especially as a defender, whenever someone's just like booting it straight at you, it's tough to get out of the way.
0: But attackers would argue that if a defender boots it straight at their arm, and then it falls to their feet and they kick it in, they'll say the same thing. They'll say, "Well, I couldn't get out of the way of it. It's not my fault. It's hit my body and my my arm with a being."
1: Yeah, Callum Wilson shouldn't be penalised for being in the right position to score for that. Yeah,
0: I'm not. I'm not disputing that the. Aspilaqueta one was a penalty or not a penalty, I don't care. The point I'm making is that if I was an attacker in the Premier League, I would be getting seriously pissed off that defenders can in theory block the ball on the line with their arm and as long as it's natural it's fine. But if an attacker, if the ball grazes their arm in any way, shape or form, it
2: doesn't matter where their arm is, it gets ruled out. Dude, I do get it, it's annoying because it is different between defenders and attackers, but it's always been like there's always been like so whenever VAR wasn't, and there's always that fake rule that you give the attacker the advantage on the offsides. So everyone's had it their way, in certain situations. It's just one of those things with the game.
0: Yeah, well, it's just it's one of those. It's tough because there wasn't really any conversation about the Ashfield Quero one, or I think even the Luke Shaw one, just because obviously the talking points were. Well, well I yelped at my I TV, things. but other than that, yeah. Um, but it's just it's the frustrating side of things. Like the Callum Wilson one was was a joke. I think everyone was absolutely fine with that and I'm just I don't think there's been a bigger conversation about that those frustrations because it's just been one of those that's been in underneath all of the other problems with VIR. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah probably no reason only time West Ham give Chris a reason to Yelp all game. After creating <laughs> nothing else the entire game. Absolutely brutal that lot, let's be honest. <laughs>
1: um I, I think I think we stroll without and we struggle with an outlet of like Antonio, you know, it's, which is why it's Bowen chasing stuff down, and Lingard's the main, attacking threat, and Noble doesn't offer much. So, so yeah, we're. But, but I mean, like again, this team was seventeenth in August, you know. So like they've done really well on our best two signings past two seasons, both been loans. Like it, we're in a fantastic position. I I cannot complain.
0: Um
2: This is great. Um,
0: Lovely to see you taking the high road there, Christopher Bailey. That was an unprovoked attack.
2: Um, if we want to move <laughs> on... Have to get it in fourth place. We're the best team on earth because I know. Because I'm worried now. I'm looking at Chelsea's next five fixtures, being like, these are tough. So I'm enjoying it while it lasts. We're fourth. Champions League game midweek against Real Madrid. FA Cup final on its way. It's real high at the moment. And beat West Ham. Delighted. And I actually love like. It's my favorite thing, everyone. Sorry, and I just argue with Chris because that's what I love about this game. I love just getting into nonsense arguments. Like, don't like it, it doesn't matter at all. We're just attacking each other for no real reason and just but, <laughs> taking But, it but like look, rabbit holes.
1: At, at at the end of the day, as a final note, it doesn't really matter because we're not one of the six, so it's fine.
2: Oh, here, right, go rub your tears in Baroness Brady's column. <laughs> go <laughs> null and void this, like, again, if you really want to. <laughs>
0: I'm going to move this on. <laughs> um, Burnley beat Wolves by four goals to nil. Ah, oh, Sean Dache. Now, uh, Chris Wood scored a hat trick in the first half. Um, I enjoyed seeing, I, I saw some Burnley fans on the internet comparing <laughs> Vidra and Wood to Henri and Bergkamp, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I did.
0: <laughs> Beely, you said a few weeks ago, the Palace are on the beach. I would be arguing this wolves team are on the beach.
2: Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. No, t- both teams I thought would have been. I couldn't believe this turned into an actual game of football. <laughs> no fans there. I expected this to be a complete nothing game, just knocking amongst yourselves. And then Chris Wood decided, "I'm going to get in on this. I'm going to put my numbers." Up. Chris Wood must have a bonus or something to get at the end of the season. <clears throat> he must have a, like a tally. He has to hit get like 100 grand or something because there was no reason to put in the shift he did today.
0: I think it's his first hat trick in seven years of Premier League football or something. He doesn't actually score that many goals. Yeah. Although they did bring up a graphic today comparing um, him and Vidra versus him and Barnes and uh, him and Vidra do seem to be producing, it's a small sample size, but their output does seem to be far better. Yeah, I
1: mean, you sort of know, like if a game is live on BBC, I mean, you kind of know then that like there's a reason for that, so uh, <laughs> it was probably unexpected they got so many goals as they did. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't really um, touched on Wolves a lot this season because they've had a very strange season. Uh, and there was a, the first kind of chatter about, oh, oh, what about Nuno? Ooh, you know, I don't know. You know, it hasn't been hasn't been a great season. I, I don't know. I think t- talk about sacking people is just ridiculous these days. I mean, like. Again, a club like this, like this is like Wilder. You know, Wolves were in like League One a couple of years ago, and and now you know Europa League, you know Premier League. Like, all right, if they consolidate in 14th, you know, they lost Royal Jimenez, who, like, I wouldn't, th- I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that he is, he's one of the best all round strikers in the league, probably. Absolutely. You know, when yeah. he actually plays,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and that you know, and the recruitment hasn't been great this season and this kind of stuff. But, I mean, like. They're not about a place like you
2: know. No, I completely agree. Like this season, like as soon as Jimenez went down, that was their season over. Like that's their main main guy. Without him, like everyone just like he drags people through games. Like they just look a lot worse because he's not there. And I don't know about Nuno. Nuno's in a funny place now because Nuno last season had a great year. This year's been a nothing year. He could just write it off, but Nuno must have one eye on that Spurs job. Because I think he'd be great oh. for it. Oh, So I think Nuno was one of those managers like just waiting to hit that next level and to take an opportunity and see how he does it. And I think Tottenham would be perfect for it.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad shot. I saw Michael Dawson today. I was trying to make a case for Scott Parker.
1: Uh, of course. Uh, well, the, the, the only other name I've heard is Graham Potter. So, I, so I'll so i just leave that for the, the judgment of everybody.
0: But I was also talking about <laughs> German fella oh Eaglesman again yeah that one Um, you mentioned there Chris that we haven't really touched on Wolves very much this season the only thing I can remember saying about them was that Adama Traore is the most overrated player in world football and I'm going to reiterate that point because Gary Lineker uh, pre-game talked about how Adama has hit form after his goal last week now Gary that means Adama has scored one goal and has zero assists in his last 35 let's pump the brakes on the he's hit form nonsense (laughs)
2: He's the ultimate FIFA player. Like he's, Honestly. He's, 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 he's built for Instagram, YouTube, everything. Like The compilations of him will look amazing, other than the fact that once he hits the box, he doesn't know what to do with the football. It's Awful. horrendous.
0: Awful.
1: But, but, I mean, they've got a serious project at that club. I mean, it's probably one of the best, like, like, corporately, it's one of the best run clubs and one of the best over, you know, they've kind of... Like, since all the Portugal stuff started, I mean, like, you, you must remember, like, 10 years ago when, Wolf, like, Wolves used to be a team that got slapped about in the Premier League. They were, they were never, like, you know, they were only in the Premier League about three times, uh, you know, Mick McCarthy and all that. Like, they're proper, like, I like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, they've kind of established, like, you know, and they've got, like, feed the pack and they've found, you know, all the stuff and the Portugal links. Like, they're in a really good they're a bit like Leicester in that sense, you know, like they're going places and, and Nuno's probably signed up to some kind of project in that sense as well.
0: I did, um I was reading through some of the comments underneath when they announced their team today and there was a lot of fanfare of the fact New uh, Ruben Neves was back into the side, but there was also a lot of Wolves fans who were, were kind of, un- like they were just, it was all variations on a theme, but the theme was, Oh, it's the usual three-four-three three that everybody's worked out how to play against, right? Right. Um, so there's me, and I don't know. I don't know enough Wolves fans to know whether there's genuine discontent in the camp or or what mm. it is. I know we'd gone to a back four, you know, at one point this season, and then it didn't work. mixed it didn't results, work. and then back it's three. Awful. and yeah. There's some suggestion just that teams have kind of worked out how to play it, and especially if they don't have they don't have him and as up front sort of leading the line, does that work for them?
1: But I would say, that I, I do think Pedro Neto is one of the best young players in world football. I think yeah. he is sensational, and he I will be a really good player. But, uh,
2: yeah. No, I agree. Another one who probably just needs Jimenez there, to make himself look better. Because, yeah, once Jimenez scores a few, that gets them off the hook, especially today. One man lost his place on the plane for me. If I see Connor Cody on that plane for England. Why was he on the planes? Southgate out because he was shambolic today. I think he's on the plane just out of pure numbers. Yeah. But there's well, he's
1: he's a leader, isn't he? He's a leader like that that because he, he was he was England captain in one of the
2: games. You know, yeah, like, exactly. but fantastic. He shouts a bit. He's terrible.
0: As far as England centre backs go, Tyrone Mings um, he had the captain's armband in the Aston Villa, Aston Villa game this weekend. So he, if you're talking about leadership, Harry Maguire has the captain's armband at Manchester United. So England have centre backs who have quote unquote leadership.
1: I t- I take L- I take I take L- no I do be fine. I would take I would take Lewis Dunk I'd probably take Ben White I'd probably take Craig Dawson I'd probably take uh, Tarkowski or Michael Keane Mason Holgate Ben Godfrey
2: Yeah like my, my fear for England would just be saying I'll get the, like a semi final or a final There's a few boys I you know it's been a long season injuries hit and all of a sudden you have Cody versus Mbappe. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't tune in because i'd be worried yeah. do you just want
0: to talk about there was a cup final um this weekend, like, um manchester city won their fourth consecutive carabao cup um beating tottenham hotspur 1-0 the goal was scored by america laporte in the second half some suggestion that some people wanted mm. him to have been sent off earlier in the game uh, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah I mean it was never really in doubt City were always going to win this right
1: well, well Daniel Levy got the result he wanted uh, <laughs> n- not, not winning a trophy the, the best part about this game is there was a serious amount of fans back I mean let's be honest uh, that, that was the that was the highlights um, what did kind of annoy me is that when they were lifting the trophy at the end the City fans were more than subdued you know as if, like, <laughs> oh, well, they've won the League Cup. Like, like it annoys me slightly like, that they've got to that stage where their fans don't even really care that they've won the League Cup.
2: You know, yeah. that's a bit annoying. Not just right. They've won a million in a row. Yeah. Who cares?
0: It's, and it's like, not the biggest one. Yeah. Like, no kid grows up dreaming of winning the Carabao Cup.
1: Listen... It's not the biggest one, but, like, I mean, stuff like, like, I, I you must remember um, Obafemi Martin's smacking past, for Birmingham, smacking past <laughs> Kashelny about 10 years ago to win the League Cup. Like, that was class. You know? It's still a, it's still a cup, you know?
2: Yeah, but for, like,
0: City players and yeah. City
2: fans, it's just like, uh,
0: And, the, like, they're fighting on or, bigger fronts, you know, Champions League okay, primarily.
1: Like. But, like, you know, it's, it's st- like, it's still a trophy. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's probably just because I'm not part of the six uh, that, that I feel like this, but
0: you know, perhaps it is. Um, yeah. I, I like the the point you made about um, about fans being back. I completely agree. I, I've really missed that sarcastic way, way. when Harry Winks the pass out for a throw in. <laughs> like that's what football's missed.
2: Yeah, I kinda, yeah, yeah I, I loved seeing the fans back, and I, I felt especially bad for the, the Spurs fans who. Paid their tickets for this game because they spent the entire first half watching a game being played at the other end <laughs> of Wembley. <laughs> Tottenham for one half of football were as bad as I've ever seen a football team. Regi on at left back just proved everything Roy Keaton's ever said about him. Got everything <laughs> wrong. Got too emotional. Let the ball go, like he let the ball go out like run by him and he was going to kick it and he just kept letting it roll and it went out for a throw in. Like your team. Are getting pumped here? Get it up the other end of the pitch, and you just let it roll out for a Man City throw-in. Dreadful.
0: I mean, you talk about you know, leadership and management—the most pointless comparison that I've ever seen. <laughs> 30 minutes into the game when Sky Sports bring up their little graphic at the bottom that compares the two managers head-to-head. Pep Guardiola managing 694 games, winning 517 of them, also winning 24 major trophies compared to Ryan Mason who was only... It just said games including today managed <laughs> two wins, <laughs> one major trophies, zero. What does that comparison helped with? Yeah,
2: there was absolutely no need for that. I that that's just disrespectful. That was Sky trying to be funny, so it wasn't. I thought absolutely mm. no need to just chirp Ryan Mason like that. Don't know how I feel about Ryan Mason after looking at him on the sidelines. To be honest, oh, tell it's me why he has the job.
1: Yeah, what do you think of him? his like how's he taking the kinda of, like the way he dresses and the
2: way he kinda of yeah. goes in the touchline? Yeah. Well that's that's it. It's like his hair, he reminds me of that guy, that actor, Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley. There's something like that to me. He just looks like a guy <laughs> who has like started his own tech company. It's a bit of a niche it's <laughs> a niche reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, find them in other things, but like to me, it's <laughs> like look him up. That's how he, looks. he just does look like someone who's not going to sell you on his new social social media platform. So as he's currently looking at a bit of funding for it from an angel investor. That's that's just the vibe I got. <laughs> that's a great take. Chris um... is currently looking him up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: look, I, I I I'm I'm kind of fascinated because like. I mean, I assume that he is like, you know, since the time he got the skull injury, I assume that he's been doing like his pro license and that kind of stuff. Like, I assume mm. he's qualified. But I am just fascinated by this idea that this guy who, he, he wasn't, uh, uh, like, it's, it's not, he wasn't a bit part player, but he was never like, um, like, he, he did play for England and stuff when he played for Spurs, but he wasn't like, you know, he didn't set the world. Or like, you know, with like Gareth Beale and Harry Kane mm. and stuff and Toby Alder, like, I, and Hugo Lloris. Like I just can't. I just can't. I mean, I'm sure they do respect him, all, but I can't really imagine he has that much authority, really. You know, in that dressing room, can he? Like, no, I
2: would. I, am- I remember he loved the yellow card, so he did. <laughs> I imagine a few of these boys yeah. have had their had his studs in the back of their legs at points in training.
0: I imagine he's riding on maybe not so much respect, more like friendship. I suppose if you're going through, yeah. Like, and obviously, that's what I mean. you know, I think he came through the Spurs academy at the same time as Harry Kane. So obviously, if you've got Harry on side, yeah. you're probably. Going to be okay, certainly for a couple of months up to the end of the season, and you rely on the experience of the likes of race and things around you to help you out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, absolutely. You have to chat about Kane in this game. And I think a lot of similarities with this game and the last final Tottenham were in against Liverpool in the Champions League. You know, you're playing, you're pushing Kane, the hit fitness, he doesn't really do anything all game, and then Moussa Sissoko lets you down. Like a <laughs> carbon copy of that Champions League final.
0: Yeah, it is, and you got to feel for Harry because, again, he's rushed himself back for injury for another runners-up medal,
2: and then watches made Son cry on the pitch. Which is oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, it was a great right. thing to see. Yeah, the Twitterverse, <laughs> loved, the
0: Twitterverse loved seeing Son in tears. All the Man City players, <laughs> I did see up. That. he was consoled at one point by Phil Foden. Now Phil's a child, yeah. so that must have that must have kind of rubbed salt into the wound yeah. a little bit. <laughs>
2: That really annoyed me. So, yeah, there was a load of Twitter and Instagram pages being like, oh, you, you love to see it, uh, Son being consoled, great sportsmanship. I was like, if I were Son right now and those two come over to me, I'm going to be fuming. Meanwhile, Gareth's walking at the other end of the pitch like he doesn't care because he's done better things than this in his career.
0: Yeah. And then there, obviously there was also the talk of of Phil Foden being... 20 years old and having won four League Cups and uh, like his numbers on it's like he. I think it was roughly like he's played 120-ish games he started about 60 I think he scored about 30 goals about 30 assists and he's won you know uh, Premier League title four League Cups and whatever and it's it's madness for the age that he is but
2: yeah Phil Fulton's just gonna win the League Cup every year for the rest of his life yeah probably just my thing at the league cup is, and if there's Spurs fans listening, it's like just get over this immediately because this is now the fourth year in a row Spurs have won this trophy. I can't tell you who Spurs have pl- or who City have played in any of those cup finals. Zero idea. Can't remember any of them.
0: They played Liverpool in one of them. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe
2: What was the score.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I- <laughs> the only thing I remember is Coutinho might have been on the pitch.
1: <laughs> Continue.
0: <laughs> look, look, what, what, one thing about I
1: will defend the League Cup is that it's something that Pep Guardiola has said before. Because um, usually it's in February. Mm-hmm. It was at this stage so that they could have fans yeah. um, with COVID. Like they do. Sit. Like apparently the chat is, you know, if you're in the upper echelons of the Premier League, that uh, it can give you the oomph, the emphasis to push on, you know, and the confidence to push yeah. on and like win the league. That is the one defence, I would say, of the of yeah, the cup and the timing of it. That's it, really.
0: Well, so it is. I would say as well, if you go far in the Carabao Cup or win the Carabao Cup, which is usually in February, I think it gives you a free pass to not take the FA Cup seriously, which then, obviously, if you go into the later stages, that it coincides with Premier League and stuff. Like, I think you'll be forgiven more Like, if you were to ditch out of the FA Cup at third or fourth round, if you've gone on to win the, the Carabao Cup.
2: I love that... Like you've done with the FA Cup, there, what Chris does with Brighton, your hatred of the FA Cup, you found a way to weave that in there. I don't hate the <laughs> just FA took a Cup. Dig I don't up. hate
0: the FA Cup at all. I don't hate the FA Cup more than I hate the Carabao Cup. Like I, I don't really have a huge amount of care for either. But it's more just I'm thinking like <laughs> a fan perspective. I'm trying to think, you know, if if you win that trophy early in the season, then perhaps have a poor performance or put the reserves out in the other. I'm just thinking on the on balance, you're probably going to be okay with it.
1: Mm. Uh, just for the Anoraks uh, the the four teams that City have beaten in the final uh, the past four years are Arsenal Chelsea Villa and Spurs Um, and uh, give me a wee reminder there of the 2013 League Cup final which was Swansea 5 Bradford City 0 which if I seem to remember Bradford put news out they
0: didn't
1: put news out no
2: no no no. Uh, Swansea Chelsea out that year because that was the famous year Eden Hazard kicked the ball boy well Bradford were in the final
1: uh, I can't confirm so I think they beat you
0: Liverpool played Manchester City in the 2016 League Cup final. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was 1-1. And Manchester City won 3-1 on penalties. So just a terrible display from the 12-yard.
2: <laughs> um, the penalty spot from the Liverpool boys. Yeah, so someone practice
0: it in training. <laughs> God, do we need to get Scott Parker out again? Um, <laughs> well, bit of callback humour. Um. <laughs> So, uh, so, listen. Uh, do we? Is there any other final points on on Man City Spurs? Um, for me, I thought it was kind of anticlimactic that you had to go and get your own medals out of this little wooden box. On the yeah,
2: table. I thought that looked a bit half. <laughs> no, I think that, that sums up the league cup. I think the league cup should do that every year. Just, <laughs> just have um, this. Just... If anyone really wants one, come over and get it. But you can pick it up at a later stage. We'll post the yeah. We did talk a little bit about...
0: uh, I don't think there's too much more to say other than what we've already mentioned about Callum Wilson, but Liverpool played Newcastle this week and drew 1-1, conceding a a goal to Callum Wilson in the 94th minute, which was ruled out for handball, which I think everybody collectively said, that's a bit harsh, uh, and then felt that there was a certain amount of justice when when they did score an equaliser a minute later. Um, I mean, I... I, I kind of, I didn't really think that Liverpool were serious contenders for top four at the moment anyway. But this probably sets them back a bit.
1: the The, the defending was awful in the last couple of minutes. Like, do, where, like, where, where do they go from here? Like, you know, what's the aim? Like, what's the, you know, where do they go? Well,
0: there's nothing they can they go do. To 10th. Well, they can go back to tenth. Yeah, they can go back Group to tenth.
2: 10th. 10th, avoid Thursdays.
0: No, I mean, there's nothing they can do they, they, You know, finish wherever they finish and, and go again next year when they get people back I mean, like it's, it's the same problems It's you know, Fabinho at centre-back means you lose him in the midfield And then you get bullied in midfield um, Salah's the only player who can score um, I think yes, they were
1: Liverpool. saying that that he he's the only one who really hasn't dropped off in the goals department.
0: Yeah, he's actually gone up on on last year, but Liverpool in general, I think it's they've taken around 150 shots at Anfield in 2021. They've scored four goals. Salah has three of them, and Trent has <laughs> four. one. Four, four. It's a conversion. Who you are? Four. Yeah, it's a conversion rate of two point what? something percent, and three oh, of them wait, were four. Salah, and the other one was Trent. Got in, it. In 2020. I'm that out. Yeah. A, yeah.
2: That that what? that's an unbelievable stat. To be fair, I thought may we next have week had a lot more in this game, like a lot more. Newcastle are a funny team in that we're now in this stage of football where a lot of things like the play it from the back. I think it's a good. System oh goodness. Personally, you know, keepers defenders, You know, far better in possession these days. Not this Newcastle lot.
1: No. Cut it out. <laughs> no.
2: Put it up the pitch at least three times I saw in this game were just loose passes just (laughs) led Liverpool right in on goal. Everyone was at fault. It was so funny to watch.
0: Yeah. The only other thing that I got really was uh, there was some chat after uh, the game from Klopp and others about how Liverpool needed to keep the ball better late in the game, yet subbed Mm. off Thiago after 70 minutes (laughs) or whatever it was who was having one of his better games in a Liverpool shirt, so I thought that was... Um... Yeah, two two notes on, on subs
1: in that game. Uh, that meant James Milner is now the all-time... He beat Peter Crouch in being the all-time uh, substitute appearance maker in the Premier League. Oh,
0: really?
1: Uh, I don't know if that's worthy of congratulations or not, um, but uh, that that happened. Uh, I think Peter Crouch would be happy, I think, uh, from what he said before, that he doesn't have that record. And uh, <laughs> Joe Willock is a very unlucky sub. Darren, as you, you well know, no, he's, he's now scored in the past three games for Newcastle off the bench. I mean, what does the guy have to do to start?
2: Yeah, it does. Like, Steve Bruce is ruthless. But Willick I think in his interview afterwards, they mentioned to him, they're like, oh, we should now start calling you a super sub. And he just, had one, he, he just looked straight in the camera and was like, I really don't want that label. Especially, he's still a young lad. Let's not start calling him a super sub. I'm giving him that, where it's like, yeah, he doesn't perform for the entire 90 minutes. If you put him on 75 minutes and after, he might do something.
0: Hmm. We also I know we've talked a little bit in the past about um Saint Maximum and um oh. and how electric he is. Uh Fabinho's body check on him in the eighty eighth minute honestly <laughs> brought a tear to my eye. That was our <laughs> so it was.
2: Just hit him like a steam train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan Maximum he's one of those players that yeah, Fabinho like he should have done that a lot earlier in the game, I thought. Just let him know you're there, just completely wreck him because There's, if you put like an attacker and a defender there, like these are chalk and cheese in terms of players. So they are, you know, Fabinho's quite slow, quite technical, his his head, his mind being quicker than everyone else's is what helps him in the game. So Max just one of these rogue players. The entire thrill with him is he doesn't know what he's going (laughs) to do. So you just have to accept. I him. I adore watching. Like I think if he ha- like if he didn't have COVID and Wilson wasn't out for as long as he has been, Newcastle could be a, like a lot higher on the table. Yeah. I think we're not it could too be bad with those two.
0: It could be. I think he's he's what most people would probably call raw talent. Is that yeah, we yeah. can all acknowledge there's something there, but we can also respect that he probably doesn't know how to piece it together.
2: And I don't think any manager will ever be able to. I don't think he's one of these, like, you can harness that and put him in, like, a title winning team. I think he's just one of these <laughs> players who, five, between five and ten games a season, is going to be fantastic. Yeah. He's got to be in my team this season, to be honest.
1: Fuck um, Bailey. Uh, Bailey. That's Jack I mean, Harrison. That's, that's... I, I
2: love watching him.
1: Are you going to put him ahead of Jesse Lingard?
2: Eh, they. I might have to find a formation like Garth Kirk That's where both of them are in.
0: Oh, listen, we don't want to give too much away. We've got our <laughs> the end of the year. It's going to be a big reveal. We can't be we can't be giving those trades. You guys with go twelve away, goals.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put some maximum right wing back.
0: Aye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Christopher, is there any other uh, roundups of any? Oh, teams, any matches that went oh, on that you want yeah. to, to highlight? I mean, I think we can all guess. I think collectively there's a huge group of people just screaming Brighton.
1: Well, um, well, well I, I, I do, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't need to say anything because, I mean, 1-0 losing to Sheffield United, 17th, yet still nobody criticises them. It absolutely baffles me why people think they're such a good team.
0: Like um, Again, their, expected, like, goals, their <laughs> expected goals for this game was 1.99. Mopay missed from three yards out. Yeah,
1: yeah he missed from three yards out, so <laughs> score from no, three yards out. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same
0: thing that people have been saying all year. That team are a striker away from being a top half team.
1: I, I, look, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like they're not even safe really like they, they draw their next two games and Fulham win their next two they're in the dogfight I, I, it's just a joke you know
0: I love that you say I don't need to say anything yeah every, every week <laughs> what are we talking about this week you're straight in with I'd like a few things on Brighton
1: <laughs> Which, like, what, what can you have Sheffield United kept a clean sheet against any other team maybe they have, maybe they have. not many
0: who could, say. On
2: that? Who could say? <laughs> Darren Darn says, like, their spectacles are fantastic. Mope, like, should put that, like, Mopay should be deducted a week's wage for that. <laughs> <laughs> so and it, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. I'm delighted he missed it because I don't like the guy. But yeah, in the summer, if you're a striker who's maybe, like, one of these ones who's maybe in the championship, kind of wanting to come up, you know, like, an Ollie Watkins style signing. One of those kind of players should be like looking at Brent, uh, at Brighton being like that's the club for me, like an Ivan Tony at Brentford. You should be all over trying to get it, the move. Neil team. Mopay came from Brentford
1: as well, and so did ollie Watkins so look i all I'll say as well is like it, it was great to hear as well that Sean Dyche is fully on board with our agenda, with my agenda um as obviously a big listener of the pod because we 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 find out on. Match of the day in the interview that um, when they said oh, this was last week uh, on Sunday, like as we were recording, he said he um, was like because they lost to Man United and he was like, oh well, you're still looking over your shoulder, um, for, you know, because you're you're down there, you know, you're 17th and they said, oh well, you know, Brighton are down there as well, but you never talk about them, but you know, maybe that's a different story. So
2: oh, I absolutely love that they just getting involved with your nonsense.
0: That's <laughs> great, fully bought into the agenda. <laughs> Well, good for Sean and and good for you, Christopher. Um, (laughs) Bailey, who's in the mud this week?
2: In the mud this week, it's a great one. It's slackers. So it's that key time of year for all students across the country. The weather's now butte, so that must mean it's exam time. We all know it's like May, June hits. It's great weather because the kids are inside studying. Some, Some people love it, been preparing all year. Meanwhile, others may have dipped for one reason or another. Well, one lucky student this year has got Everton Assistant Manager Duncan Ferguson in his corner. Big <laughs> think Duncan, no. uh, Recorded a video this week for a young fan uh, after his teacher got in contact with him. And Duncan said the following. All right, young Tom. You all right, son? It's Duncan Ferguson here from Everton Football Club. Because where else is Duncan Ferguson? <laughs> uh, just, wanted to, just wanted to wish you all the best, pal. Your teacher, old Tom. Has told me you've been fucking slacking off a wee bit in your photography. Again, photography. Come on, here. <laughs> is that right? We can't be having that, mate. You better get the finger out and make sure that you get the fucking results. And if you get the results right and you stick in, I'll come and see you. <laughs> Which is terrifying. In the middle <laughs> he's watch this. And the way he says this is terrifying. He follows it with, "I'll take you out for a bit of lunch, or I'll come to your house or something." Again, I don't <laughs> like. That. <laughs> right, we'll sit down and have a wee chat. Is that all right, mate? So make sure you stick in, I and don't fuck up the job. Anyway, look, here's Goodison behind me. What do you think of that? Hopefully you'll be back soon, big dunk. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it
0: is. Inspirational from Duncan.
2: I don't know whether, like, at the start of it, I was like, Duncan's clearly just trying to give the young man a boost. You know, and he's trying to be nice saying, I'll come round, we'll have a bit of lunch. But the tone of it is terrifying. Like, this would give me the boot <laughs> off the hours to get an A in whatever subject, thinking Big Dunk's going to come to the door.
0: So through what medium did this occur?
2: Uh, I-, I honestly don't know how. I think the teachers maybe emailed everyone. Uh, Big Dunk has just created a video. Cause it's not through, like, cameo or something where he's, like, oh, he's the- being paid for. Yeah. It. it is just dunked in this out of his spare time. I think he's maybe sent it to the kid and then the kid's put it up on his Twitter and everyone's seen it.
0: Well, you know, assuming that you um, read that verbatim, um, Duncan's dropped a few F-bombs there. So it, I would like to think that it couldn't have gone through Everton Football Club or the school of this well, child. Well,
1: surely that, that, that's the kind of funny thing, Darren, because as, as he's saying this, he's just standing in Goodison Park's pitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, I'm imagining, is this like he's filmed this on his phone with a, the camera flip just on his face? Uh-huh. It's just him wobbling. It's a like pre game. Right, away. Full kit. Yeah. It,
2: it's great. He's yeah. definitely
0: done it in one take. It's like he's, he's done <laughs> one. He's recorded that one and said, that's the one. We don't need any others. That, that's it.
2: That's the one. Yeah. No, no editing process. No going through it. Being like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that with that kind of tone. I wish I, ha- yeah. I hadn't said this in here. Nah, one take, dunk. Great. Sure. great stuff
0: was the angle what, what, like yeah. sort of that low you get a lot of chin angle
2: yes oh right it was no, it, okay. it was just
0: full on no, middle aged no, man uses technology
2: yeah. it, <laughs> to abuse a 16
1: year old doing photography okay well it, it's, it's just it's just one of the characters of the game like I, I like I love how Carlo Ancelotti kept him on like you, you've got you've got to love that
0: like yeah it's actually in, in Ancelotti's autobiography, he talks about it. He said early in his career he had his team uh, and he just took them wherever and then he realised, I can't remember which club, but he realised that um, it's really important to have somebody who understands the club and the history. And from that point on, he's always kept like a historic right. figure on his team at whatever club he's gone to. And, and Duncan is his, his guy at Everton. I mean, I remember uh, Duncan was interim manager against Manchester United, oh, uh, got brilliant. a win at Goodison. I mean, I, th- I think my recollection was it was two degrees Celsius this day. Everyone's in hat, gloves, big coats, and Duncan standing there in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he celebrates as if they won the league. Yeah, he went running up to the yeah. fans of it. again, just shirt and trousers.
2: Yeah, I, well, if you say that about Ancelotti, hit him on. I don't reckon like as well respected as Carlo is in the game, and as much as I love him, I don't reckon Car- Carlo had the stones. To tell him here, you're being laid off. I don't want you in my staff. <laughs> so, I'm an assistant, and Carlos just had to accept it.
0: Well, it's one of those. It's like, do you think Carlo understands a word that he says? <laughs> no
2: chance, because I struggled. <laughs> You know, it strikes in me as video. that,
0: um, you know that video from uh, Mourinho from a, a few months ago where it's all of his por- his team speaking Portuguese and then Ledley King sitting in the corner acting like he's on- he knows what's going on? <laughs> like <laughs> that strikes me <laughs> as everybody like with the- yeah. Ancelotti and his crowd with Duncan, it's just Duncan speaking and they're just going, ah, he'll tear himself out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just mad Scottish gibberish that. Just like that. <laughs> As Duncan sits in the corner just going, stick in, stick in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, well, very good. And um, it'd be great, Billy, if you could get us an update around results day about how the photography exam went for this young slacker and whether he's picked it up. I think it will be a real. We'll see
2: what we can do. Yeah, it
0: will be a real glow up that everyone would need to hear about this year, given <laughs> given the tough times we've had. Um, but listen up! But that pretty much brings us to the end of today. We've done a lot of episodes now. I think there's only going to be another four or five
2: probably for the end of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Sorry, let's let's get it over with.
2: No, nah, there could be a lot of glory between now and the end of the season. Come on, boys! Positive vibes. Well, well, it might be for you. Aye. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, So come on, I'll raise you up <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see Florentino Perez take the pitch on Tuesday To try and tell Chelsea that they're, they're not allowed to legally leave the Super League I'm sure that'll go down well
0: I'd be interested oh, yeah. to see as well what punishments are handed out Because I don't understand why punishments can be handed out I thought you talked about um, You said like, oh, it's sound legal footing I think you said, Christopher Oh yes So I don't understand how they can be punished then if they didn't technically break oh, any Oh, by, by, like, Florentino Perez, you mean? No, by that bloke from UEFA.
1: Oh, oh he, well. He well, said we're handing yeah.
0: out sanctions. We haven't decided what they are, but we're handing them out. But surely if if they're <laughs> on sound legal footing, then technically they've not broken any rules or laws. I don't understand how you can punish them.
2: Yeah, I reckon everyone just say no and just continue business as usual. <laughs> has come in for sanctions, just. Put them in the archive, go yeah. and look at them.
0: It's like COVID fines. The police have handed out like COVID fines, but apparently have no way to enforce people paying them. So people just oh, have really? them. Yeah, apparently people just haven't paid them.
2: There's oh, not a huge amount they
0: can do. Anyway, thank you both for being here. And we will be back next week.